If you brought your Bibles this morning, turn to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 11. We want to look at Matthew chapter 11. And I believe that song they just shared with us maybe a work right in with what God would have us to, to uh, hear this morning from his word. Matthew chapter 11. And we're going to look at verse 28 through verse 30. And I'm going to share a sermon with you that I've entitled, Dealing the Right Way with My Burdens. Dealing the Right Way with My Burdens. Have you ever noticed some people in life, you know, they uh, seem to just be overcome with problems and troubles and all types of tests, and they're always smiling, they're always happy. I mean, just moving right along in life like nothing's happening. But yet, you know that they're really going through some tough stuff. And you step back and you wonder, well, I wonder how they're doing that. I wonder how they can just seem to be moving along pretty good. And I know they're going through all this stuff. Well, then, you see other people who have just a few problems, a few troubles. Just a few tests compared to the first group. And they're just wringing their hands and, and whining and saying, I can't carry on. I don't know what I'm going to do if it gets any worse. I, I just can't go on any further. You ever notice people like that? So this morning I want us to think about something all of us have. And it's called burdens. Burdens. How do we handle our burdens? Do we handle them correctly? Or do we handle them incorrectly? Right after the tornado of 2011, Dr. Charles Stanley sent me a number of books to help me restart my library. And I share, and, and, and when I say a number of books, uh, I would say a half a dozen cases of books. And uh, had had uh, several preachers to do that, and I really appreciated it. And and he had a special note, a little letter he sent, and said he was praying for me, and he wanted to help me as I restarted my library. But along with those books, he he sent some uh, DVDs, and uh, one of those DVDs uh, was about burdens, and I I learned a lot about burdens during that time, and that little. DVD uh, helped me. And so I want to pass some of that information on to you because just by talking, speaking to people in our church family, I know that all of us go through burdens. We have burdens from one time or another. And so um, I want you to just notice... Um, how we handle our burdens. Begin to notice how you handle your burdens. Now, as you come to church, if you cut through the Hyde Road up there, you'll notice uh, uh, there's a sign there that specifies a weight limit. And I've come to realize that God has load limits when it comes to burdens. And uh, these roads that we drive on, I believe that sign says two and a half ton. 
weight limit, two and a half tons. Some bridges have uh, weight limits and some overpasses have uh, weight limits or load limits. But you may not know, but God sets load limits uh, on us in regards to burdens. Because, you see, God wouldn't be that kind and compassionate God that He is if He would just allow things to come to us that would overcome us and that would overcome His power and His strength and, and literally defeat us in life. And so there are some load limits placed by God when, when we're asked to deal with burdens. Now, I agree that the ideal thing for us is really to be free from all burdens. Wouldn't that be good? Not to have any burdens. That'd be the ideal thing for us. But some burdens you'll discover, perhaps today, are God-given. Now, if it's a God-given burden, we don't want to run from that burden. God has a purpose in that burden. And we don't need to run away from those burdens. Some burdens we bring on ourselves. Amen? Yeah. Then some burdens we're experiencing are brought on by other people. Amen? Yeah. Sure. But the issue is not the source of where the burden comes from. The issue is how do I handle my burden once that I'm faced with it. So... You know, what do you think the number one burden is? Well, when I ask that question, I'm thinking, well, it, it may be people are burdened about death. That's not the number one burden. Or maybe a health problem, a health issue. That's, that's not the number one burden. The number one burden listed by people is that of guilt, of sin. Guilt of sin. Now, look at Matthew chapter 11, and Jesus is going to help us with this thing about burdens and how we deal with them. A familiar passage in verse 28, he simply says this, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek, and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, here it comes, and my burden is light. To begin with, we're going to have to define what a burden is. So if you're jotting down notes, first of all, what is a burden? Well, a burden, all of us have experienced them. A burden is a heaviness of heart. It's a heaviness of spirit. It's a heaviness of our soul. It's something that weights us down. It's a burden. It weights us down emotionally, weights us down mentally, it weights us down spiritually. And like I've said, it may be something, it may be because of something you've done, it may be because of something others have done, or it may be because of something that God has done. Now, as you read the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, you'll come across uh, these words, the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord came upon 
uh, Isaiah, the burden of the Lord came upon Ezekiel. So a burden of the Lord really is nothing more than just divine communication from God. It was given for the purpose of warning a nation and warning people, or a particular person. And when the prophet received this burden of the Lord, this prophet felt the necessity, he felt this compulsion, as Brother Philip prayed a few minutes ago, to just deliver that weight. He had to get rid of that burden. He had to get rid of that weight, the weight of the Lord. He couldn't wait. He had to deliver that message. It was a burden from God. Now the question is, does God still give burdens to people today? Well, He does. He still gives burdens to people. You may have a a heaviness on your heart in regards to witnessing to someone. God may speak to your heart and and want you to stop by a house. And and, uh, Spruce Pine Mountain's a tough place for me because usually God speaks to me going off or coming up Spruce Pine Mountain. I'm listening when I go off Bruce by Mountain or coming up. But God will speak to you. And he'll place a burden, a heaviness on your heart in regards to witnessing to a person. It may be a heaviness in regards to praying for a person. You ever felt just like an urge to pray for someone? There was a heaviness there to pray? It might be a, it might be a burden from God to give to someone. Have you ever felt like just going up to someone and saying, listen, I want to help you just a little? And, and, and usually, naturally, they'll say, no, there's no need of that. And, and usually I'll say, well, it's not my money. It, it belongs to the Lord, and he told me to give it to you because I had a burden to do that. You ever done that? Yeah, you've done that. So God, from time to time, will place a burden on us this heaviness upon our heart for the purpose to direct us in something, in doing something, whether it's witnessing, whether it's praying, whether it's giving. God may lay a burden on your heart in regards to preaching. Those, Brother Philip, myself, others, that God called to preach, there was a heaviness, there was a burden on my heart, on my life, in regards to to that uh, that burden placed on me by God. Maybe a burden placed because God's calling you to be a missionary and there's extra pressure there. A burden from God. And this pressure, believe me, is so great that, that you know that you have to do it. I mean, you just got to do it. I never thought I'd be preaching. I mean, I was happy in retail. I was minding my own business and running a store and doing what I like to do. And, and then God just called me to preach. And there was this heaviness there. I felt that pressure when God called me. Even coming to this church, put a little note in the bulletin. I felt the pressure 37 years ago when, to, to, to accept this church. I mean, I said, you know... I told Frank Messer, I said, well, I'll pray about it. And, and, but, you know, I was praying about it, but still, I knew what God wanted me to do. There was this burden there. Now, some people run from God, but you need to make a little note right here. If God has a burden on your heart, 
make a note and be warned that when a man or woman runs from God, when they run from a call of God on their life, they're running in, when they're running from God, they're running in the wrong direction. It's not going to work out. You're going to look back. I've talked to men who God had put a burden on their heart in regards to preaching and and. And they chose to run from God. That's just an expression used. What it amounts to, they chose to go in a different direction. Knowing what pressure and what a burden that was. But the point is, God will lay a burden on our heart to guide us, to direct us, to lead us. But God will lay a burden on our heart also just to get our attention. He'll get our attention. So the point is, not all burdens are bad, especially those that come from God. But now we do have burdens that give us pain and trouble. So what are burdens? That heaviness there that we feel from time to time. And then secondly, jot this down. The greatest burden. I mentioned that Psalm 38. If you would look at that, please. Psalm 38. The greatest burden. Listen to what David said. He said in Psalm 38, verse 4. I believe Ty has that on the screen for you. He says, For mine iniquities are gone over my head as a heavy burden. They're too heavy for me. I mean, my burdens are over my head. They, they're dragging me down. They're pressing me down. They're just too heavy for me to bear. Remember that when a person is living with guilt, as David was... It's affecting them. If you have guilt in your life, I promise you, and you know as well as I'm fixing to share, it's affecting you. It's affecting you uh, mentally. You think about it. It's affecting you emotionally. It affects you physically, and it affects you spiritually. You can't live with the burden of guilt without it affecting you. I mean, it does. I've experienced that. Perhaps you have too. So guilt is a burden that is the result of a sin in a person's life. If you have that guilt, that's because of sin, and that's a burden. It becomes a burden. Sometimes a person can feel guilty when they're really not guilty. In other words, they've been, a good example, they've been taught something that's not correct. And then when they find out the truth, then they feel guilty that they had followed that belief or that doctrine for a number of years. They feel guilty about that. And it's not even their fault. Now let's pause just for a moment and let's shift from adults, perhaps, to just children. Do you know that, that children have burdens also? Sure they do. Can you imagine... A burden a child has when mom and dad fusses the entire weekend. What a burden that is to get up and try to go to school on, on Monday morning. Can you imagine what a burden it is when mom and dad separates? Or when mom and dad divorce? And here's a little child with all of that going on. Can you imagine what it would be like as a child when a parent dies? At a very, uh, the child is a very young age and the parent dies and, the, and or a grandparent dies. 
Papas and mamas are special. And when I have a funeral, I, I don't just think about adults. I'm thinking about some children out there that are going to be bearing burdens. of The loss of that parent or that grandma or grandpa. So some children are weighted down with burdens through no fault of their own, and they go through life bearing a burden. So the question is, how do we handle our burdens? Matthew, 28, uh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Now, notice that. Come unto me. Now, Jesus is speaking. Now, come unto me. Let me just say this. Inject this in your notes. Without Jesus Christ this morning, you have a major problem when it comes to burdens. You do. You have a big time problem. Because you see, uh, there's no other person who loves you as much as Jesus loves you. And without Christ, you're without the person that loves you the most in a very difficult time in your life. I mean, Jesus Christ is the one who has concern for you above all others. He's the one who has the answer to the direction you need to go in life. He's the one who desires to rescue you from your burden when others seem to care less and really don't care even listen to you. He's the one that will enable you to live with your burden. And so this Jesus, Jesus said, to deal with your burden, the first thing he says, come unto me. It's real simple. Come unto me. Come unto me, me being Jesus. And notice what he says. He says, come unto me, all ye. That's, see, it's, a, it's an invitation by Jesus, but it's an all-inclusive invitation to everybody. It's the unbeliever. But it's also the believer. So the invitation is all-inclusive. All, all, come unto me. All means all. The unbeliever and the believer alike. So all of us have a request from Jesus who are bearing a burden to come to Him, to deal with all the burdens that we have in this life. We have that request from Jesus. Now, if you're without Christ, you may think right now you don't have a burden. you got a big burden. Because, see, the Bible says you have what's known as a sin burden. A sin burden. Well, what's a sin burden? Well, we know we're sinners by nature. We know we're sinners by choice. And so that don't, that don't appear to be a big thing. But when it really becomes a burden is that this burden... This sin burden is to die without Jesus Christ and to spend eternity separated from Him. That is a burden. That's a big burden. So the burden is to die without Christ and separated eternally without Him. So without Christ today, you have a sin burden and that sin burden really unbeknown to you, perhaps, is bringing destruction in, destruction in your life. A sin burden is kind of like termites. Everything looks good on the outside. Everything may appear to be good on the inside. 
then it all just comes crashing down. See, you touch a wall one day and just falls. Everything, caving in. Everything seems to be caving in on me, Brother Sam. I've heard that. That's sin burden. That's what happens. You think there's no damage and suddenly you just touch a wall and those termites have eaten through and all of a sudden everything looks good. I remember when we, when we remodeled the, the old building, we pulled that uh, pine siding off and man, termites had gotten in behind that and the whole wall was eaten out. But it looked great. It looked good. In fact, some people say, we can save all that. Well, they changed their mind when we start pulling off walls, eat up termites. So Jesus says, come unto me. That involves all of us. There's this sin burden. But I want you to notice his invitation is motivated by love. He says, look, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Now, that word rest there doesn't mean that it's free from work. But it, it means that there's a refreshment. He, he's refreshing. It's, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you a peaceful heart. I'll give you a quiet spirit. I'll give you the peace of mind. That's the rest he's speaking of. You see, and God don't, God don't want us to be burdened down with guilt from what we've done in the past. He can free us from that through forgiveness. He don't want us to be burdened down with suffering caused from someone else that's affected our life. He don't want us to live that way. He wants to give us rest. A peaceful heart, a peaceful mind. He wants to give us rest. So this is the invitation, motivated by love. Look, if you will, at Psalm 55. Psalm 55, jot down verse 22. It should be on the screen. I believe Ty has that for us. He says, for it was, uh, Psalm 55, verse 22. Oh yeah, cast thy burden. Here it is. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. And he shall sustain thee. That's an important word. He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Notice he didn't say when you cast your burden on the Lord, he, he didn't say he'd remove your burden. But he said he'd sustain you. He said he'd, he'd bear your burden. Now, I have to be able to give him my burden. And then you know what Jesus does? He, he lifts your burden where you don't feel the weight of it. Now, follow me here. This is really important. When you cast your burden, when you, quote, give your burden to Christ, he will bear your burden. He will lift your burden. You'll see this a little clearer in a few minutes where you don't feel the weight of it. If I had, uh, uh, let's say, for instance, uh, let's really pretend, say I'm a weightlifter, okay? And I've got this, uh, this 500-pound bar, and I have 250 on both sides, and, man, it's just all I can do, and I'm really burdened down with that 500 pounds. And then all of a sudden, Justin comes by, and he, he just lifts it about an eighth of an inch off my shoulders. And I don't feel it. But I'm still under it. But he's lifted my burden. See how it works? It means I'm still under my burden, 
but I don't feel the pressure of my burden because he's lifted my burden. He hadn't took it away yet, but he's lifted it. And so I can walk with my burden, and I'll never feel it. But it's there. But I don't feel the pressure of it. I don't, you know, at times God doesn't remove it, but he just lifts it. He didn't remove the death of a loved one, but he just, he just lifts that. The sickness, he just lifts it. Regardless, he will lift it in order for me to bear it. And I'm able to live in the midst of it. I can talk about it. I can think about it without feeling the weight of it. Because he's lifted it. And so the issue is not to remove it, but the issue is to allow him to bear the total weight of it. See how he works? 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Jot that verse down. Listen to what God's Word says. 1 Peter 5, 7, I'm about finished. I've got to hurry. 1 Peter 5, 7. Notice, he says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now God, let me say this, God will remove some burdens. He'll remove that burden of sin. He'll forgive you if you sin. But he'll bear others for you. He'll remove some, then he'll bear some. And so the question is, if Jesus is willing to bear our burdens, why don't we give them to him? Now, what are we to do? Look, if you will, at Matthew. Matthew 20, 11, 28. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Come to me, number one. Take my yoke upon you. All of you have seen the picture of the... Um, perhaps uh, an oxen with the yoke or two oxen with the yoke and they walk together. You see, the ideal here that Jesus has given is, is submission. The ideal of the yoke is submission. My yoke is easy. Why? Because it never touches you. He, remember, he lifts it. Take my yoke upon you. Here's the point Jesus said, you won't need to take your burden and bear your burden. You need to take my yoke. And, and it's, it's all about submitting to Him. It's a lesson on submitting to Jesus Christ. Submitting your will to me. Take my, Jesus is saying, you won't need to take your burden and bear your burden. Surrender your will to me. And the point is, when you get under the yoke with me, Jesus is said, I'm going to take the weight off. Charles Stanley said it this way, and I liked it. He said, Jesus Christ is not a place that we dump our burdens. We surrender ourselves to Him, and He takes the weight, and we walk in concert with Him. Giving Christ our burden is not about dumping our burden on Him, but submitting to His will. You get the picture? You start by getting on the yoke. When you get on the yoke with him, you'll find your burdens much lighter. The point is, if my burden doesn't belong on me, then he'll remove it. If God feels that my burden's supposed to be there for purpose, he, he'll leave it there. 
If he don't, he'll remove it. Where I won't feel the pressure of it. That's important. Still be there. Jesus says, if you'll surrender your life to me, I'll take away all your anxiety, your worry, your fret, and you will find rest for your soul. So what's a burden? The greatest burden is guilt. The invitation is motivated by love. And the point is, God will equip you to face anything in life, but it begins with surrendering to Him and not dumping on Him. I'm going to turn it over to you, Lord. Oh, really? Really? Do you mean that to the point to where you'll submit to His will for your life? No. I'm going to get under it with Him. He says, learn of me. Develop this relationship with me. Know who I am. Know about my forgiveness. Know about my chastisement. Because my burden's light. And Jesus says, I love you. But now remember this. He doesn't take your burden without taking you. It's all about submission. Proverbs 3, I guess one of the favorite verses of all of us. Verse 5 says this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Whatever burden you have today, let me just say God can remove it. God can lift it where you won't feel the pressure of it. But you're going to have to come to him. You're going to have to just... Lay it out and say, Lord, I surrender to you and I want to find rest for my soul. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, thank you for speaking to our hearts this morning. Thank you for an opportunity to study your word and, Lord, to to just hear your teaching in regards to burdens. All of us have them. Sometimes they're removed. Sometimes they're just lifted to where we can work under the pressure. We're working under them, but we don't feel the weight of them. And we know, Lord, that they're there for a purpose. And through all of that, you're going to direct our paths. I pray for each person here this morning. May we've learned this morning, Father, that it's about submission. And it's not about dumping things on you. But it's, it's allowing you, Lord. It's for us to come under the yoke with you. And then our burdens light. Thank you for what you're going to do in this invitation. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's going.